Hey everybody, it's your buddy's pal Anthony here. Uh, tonight we're going to do something different. Steve has asked me to review Ghostbusters Afterlife. Can't imagine why he farmed this one out to me. Can any of you think why? Uh, but yeah, so that's what we're doing here tonight. There's going to be spoilers all over the place after the intro rolls, so beware. And uh, hope you stick around to listen to it. Steve, roll that intro, please. So, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I saw it recently in IMAX, which was a really great way to see this movie. Uh, I'm not going to try to go beat for beat and like describe from start to finish of the film. There's other takes that I've deleted where I tried to do that and it didn't work, quite frankly. Critiques of the film that I've heard is, oh, it's too nostalgic. Oh, it's not. It's it, oh, If you hated Force Awakens, this is Force Awakens, but Ghostbusters. Yes and no. This is Force Awakens for Ghostbusters done right because Force Awakens was just a remake of A New Hope and in a way this is a remake of the original Ghostbusters because they have the same big bad Gozer the Gozerian is back but it's not shitting on what the originals did it's not that the originals are abject failures and couldn't keep it together or any of that stuff it's a very touching story at parts it's a fun story it's definitely a nostalgia fest that people have been, I've heard that said in the negative and frankly, I don't care. I saw it with somebody and you can ask them. I was bouncing in my seat. I had a big grin on my face the entire time. This is the third Ghostbusters movie we always wanted. They, uh, getting off the topic, the subject of this movie for a second, they don't really mention the all female Ghostbusters movie to this date. I still haven't seen it. So, I don't know if that one leaves it kind of vague to where it could exist in the same Ghostbusters universe. I don't think that's what they did, but this one, they pretty much, it's not, there, there's been no Ghostbusting going on for the 30 years or whatever it is since uh, Ghostbusters 2 had happened. So this is the sequel, the successor. Don't think they tied in the female one at all. Anyway, back to afterlife. Uh, they there's a lot of callbacks to the first movie. They almost don't really acknowledge the second movie, but they don't try to say it didn't happen. It's just that, like I said, Gozer's the bad guy. So yeah, naturally they're talking about uh, I can't remember what how, the uh, this, the the uh, steel beams that built Dana Barrett's apartment. This is the town that the beams were mined from, that the materials were mined from. Uh, this is where uh, Evo Shandor set up shop. The whole town is his town. His name's on everything, uh, as one character in the film will tell you. Uh, and jumping ahead, they show you Evo Shandor. J.K. Simmons is Evo Shandor. I was like, I thought, oh man, when I see it and I really recognize it was him, I was like, wow, he just wants to be in everything. But I don't care. Let him be in it. He's in Ghostbusters. Great. He's in it for all of two seconds, but it's fine. It's fun. Uh, McKenna Grace, I think, is the uh, is the actress who plays Phoebe, Egon's granddaughter. She's the star of the movie. I thought from the trailers, the first trailer I saw, it was going to be the kid from Stranger Things, and it's not. It's her, and you know what? That's great. I don't care. She did. She played the part really well. I hope they make more movies about her. Yes, they. It's nostalgia. They call back to a lot of stuff that happens in the first one. But if you haven't seen the first one, or if this is your kids or whatever's first introduction to the movie. 
it can stand on its own. And then they go back and just watch it on, on their own. And you're like, oh, wow, that's where they set all that stuff up. And it's cool. Like, they eventually explain it. They leave a mystery going. Again, if you are new to the franchise and this is your first viewing of anything Ghostbusters, you're going to be like, what's going on? What's the significance? Oh, they keep mentioning these uh, this this metal. What's the significance? They eventually tell you. Yeah, well, you know, they used it to build some high-rise in Manhattan. And then eventually, like, there's the mystery. It's like, who's, who was Egon? The, kid, the grandkids have to discover who he was. And it's cool because Egon, even though Harold Ramis has passed away, is a huge part of this film. He's he's more of a part of this film than the other three Ghostbusters who are still alive. Uh, spoilers. Egon haunts his house. You don't see him except for at one part. One part. Uh, but they use like practical effects to, you know, like uh, they have a, a light hanging from a ceiling and Egon moves the light to give his uh, granddaughter better lighting when she's working on his proton pack. Uh, his daughter eventually finds his lab. He He's pointing the light at different things to let her know that, hey, I really did love and care about you. I had to come here because I realized that the world was still in danger. Nobody believed me. You're part of the world. I had to go and protect you. I couldn't, what could I do? Could I bring you with me? This was no life for you, but I still loved and cared about you. That type of stuff. So, oh, it's just Force Awakens, but it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. But again, like I said, it's not that the Ghostbusters were abject failures and now it needed this new uh, group of kids to come in and finish what they started. Think back to the original Ghostbusters. Do they trap Gozer? No. They send Gozer back to where it came from. Now, this is Gozer trying to trying again, trying to force its way back into our world. Egon figured out that there were certain things uh, major events that was Gozer trying to get through. He realized there was a pattern. He realized that this town is where it would happen next. Nobody believed him. He took it upon himself to go out there, screw all his friends, screw the Ghostbusters. You guys don't believe me. I know I'm right. I'm taking care of this on my own. And it's really cool. It shows you the uh, genius of Egon. It uh, shows you his dedication. And it's actually really cool because when I think back to those movies, I think more Ray, you know, Ray would be doing that sort of stuff. He was like the hardcore believer and Egon was a scientist. So it's kind of cool to see Egon go down that route. So, yeah, but again, it's not, it's not that their originals were failures and now it needs them. They didn't trap Gozer. They just sent Gozer back to, to the dimension that uh, it had recently conquered. So it's not, they failed. It's, this is what they did. This is their first outing. Now Egon has a plan. He had a plan to trap Gozer. It didn't work, and it cost him his life. And now there was a safeguard in effect, keeping Gozer at bay. But as happens in these movies, the kid did something stupid, opened a trap, let loose one of the, uh, I can't remember if she let loose the key master or the gatekeeper, let loose one of the gate, let loose one of them, and we're off to the races. Well, how is it a retread of the original Ghostbusters, the key master and the gatekeeper possess people. They have sex and that's what opens up the gates. Gozer appears. By the way, Gozer's appeared by, as, uh, played by Olivia Wilde in this movie. I was like, huh, that's cool. Again, I don't care. I'm happy. This movie, all the little, I can't, I can't really explain why I was so happy without giving you a minute by minute breakdown of this movie. And I'll need to see it 20 more times before I can do that. 
Steve, if you want me to, let me know. I'll do that. I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to see this movie three more times. One of my uh, friend's kids, my pseudo niece, I found out tonight she's huge into Ghostbusters. She wants to go see it. So I'm going to go take her to see the movie probably next week. Uh, anyway, back on track, kind of. It's it's them. It's the new generation finishing what the old generation started. It's they have to they have to try. He has a plan. They're finishing Egon's plan. Uh, it's fun throughout the movie. It's not too. Uh, it's not too much of anything personally. Like yeah, again, there was a lot of nostalgia. I didn't care about that. Uh, it's not. There's not too. It's it's not too much. Oh wow. They, there's so much mystery about who Egon was and they never explain it. No, there's the mystery. They explain it. Again, if you're the seasoned Ghostbuster uh, fan, you know what's going on a little bit more than you know somebody just walking in on the first time. And that's cool because you get to wonder as the experience went, well, what the hell is he doing out there? And then as the new guy in my head, you're like, wow, what's going on? Like, you can have fun. You're enjoying the movie. Oh, they're referencing all this stuff. I wonder what that, what's about. And they kind of fill you in, but they also leave it to the point where you would have to go back and watch the other, at least the other, the first movie before you really truly understand everything that's going on. Uh, excuse me. I shouldn't even say it like that. To understand all the little references, you go back and you watch the first movie. They do a good job of explaining Maybe not everything. I've only seen it once, so you'll have to freak me on this one. They do a good job of explaining things enough to where if you're new, you're satisfied. You're not left like after the like okay after Force Awakens. Why was Luke on this island alone? Why did Han and Chewie lose the Falcon? Why were they? Why do they have a falling? Well, you know why they had a falling out with Leia, but how do they lose uh, Ben to the dark side? How do they lose him to Snoke? You have so many questions that never get answered in that in that film series, or is in this one, you get answers. You get answers in a very satisfying way. Uh, the original cast, the original cast is in it for maybe five or ten minutes of screen time, and that's okay. It's the new cast's movie. It's Phoebe's movie, Grace McKenna, and again, that's great. I really did like her as the lead. I was kind of like, oh, they're going to make the kid the lead from Stranger Things. And just because, I don't know, I'm not really, I haven't seen him in too many things as like an adult. I still have him as like season one and two Mike in my head. He's good in this movie. He's not the brains of the movie, which is fine. Again, it's her movie and I'm good with that. Uh, But yeah, the original cast. You meet Ray through a phone call, as you find out in the trailer, and you get some backstory. I won't give it, I won't give that all away. Uh... You get some, you get backstory on what happened and it's cut short and it's not even clear at the end of that phone call, whether or not he is, is rallying the boys to come help her. Like at the end of that phone call, she gets more information. She gives him some information, but there's not like, it's not like, Hey kids, sit back, helps on the way. None of that. Uh, Paul Rudd, he's hilarious in the movie as he usually is in most of his, of his stuff. It's fun. It's just a really fun movie. Uh, spoilers they win in the end of course they win in the end i'm not going to i'm not going i don't want to see a ghostbusters movie where they all get their asses kicked and that's it say you know because there's no guarantee this is going to be a ghostbusters 4 so they have to end it on a happy note and i'm okay with that it's not star wars it's not the marvel movies where we can have a downer ending and we know we have two three four other movies to go through and they can eventually get it back it's a you know to me it's a feel-good movie 
but it was also emotional. Uh, again, seeing Egon alone in his house made me sad. Seeing Egon get killed, it was like, oh, wow, what direction are they going to take this in? Like, he, he's dead. Are they going to, like, are the ghosts going to start, like, you know, ripping kids' heads off? Is this about to get very graphic? Uh, so, spoilers for the end of the movie. Don't pause it, mute it, do whatever you got to do, but spoilers for the end of the movie. You find out Egon <clears throat> had two plans. One plan was to kind of hold Gozer at bay. He rigged up four proton, well, uh, yeah, four proton packs. And when, and a PKE meter on a bit, on a larger scale, by the way, uh, when he, when the meter detected uh, ghost energy brewing, going off a certain, to a certain level, these four packs fire on this one point and basically it fires on the manifestations that are trying to get out and it fight it it goes off until the meter readings drop down and then everything goes dormant those are the tremors that you have throughout the film in the uh, town so and then egon's main plan was what got him where you see going back to the beginning of the movie what he was trying to accomplish where he failed and got killed was he was trying to finish what the Ghostbusters started and trap Gozer, not just send Gozer packing and wait 30 or 40 years until it wants another shot. He hid traps all over his farm and he had a huge, you know, his Egon, he had huge plans. He had a huge system ready. And in the beginning of the movie at the crucial moment, it fails at the end of the movie at the crucial moment, it fails again. You're like, what the hell? And that's where I was like, oh, shit. I was, like, really worried for a minute going back. I'm like, oh, wow. It's been we – had, we had Egon getting killed. It's been a pretty fun movie since then. It's been, like, you know, for me, I'm bouncing – again, I'm bouncing around in the seat. I have a huge grin on my face. And then it fails, and Gozer's there, and she's pissed off. And you're like, oh, wow. Because you see her – she takes care of uh, Evo Shandor in a very graphic way. So I was like, oh, wow. We're starting to get back in this direction again. Uh and then out of nowhere, you think like Gozer, you know, the traps don't work. Gozer's doing the slow walk up onto the kid to Phoebe. Who shows up? Ray, Peter, and uh, Winston. <clears throat> and you're like, and they're in the suits and the Ghostbusters are back. Three fourths of them anyway, but the Ghostbusters are back. And at this part, I pretty much like, I start, I'm, you probably heard me now. I'm clapping on my knees. I'm shit. I'm not, I'm rocking back and forth in my seat. My smile's gotten even bigger. If somebody were to, you know, Joker grin status, it was, it was huge. Uh, some critiques, they play, they did it again. They did, uh, Ray gives this whole speech about, you know, as a duly representative, he adjusts it, but he does the speech again. Could have done without that. As I was hearing it, I was like, ah, oh, they could have made him say something else. Uh, Pete Venkman, he's kind of really, really playing up like the game show host, like talking to her, trying to mess with her type of thing, which was like, eh, again, didn't need to do that. Winston, fine. Winston was perfect. He was calm, cool, and collected. He was Winston. He wasn't an exaggerated Winston. That's my only critique of those three. They do their thing. They try again. 
the three of them throw their uh, proton packs at Gozer. They cross the streams. This time Gozer splits them and, and throws them back. And everybody's like, oh, shit. And again, you're like, I just saw you graphically take care of Evo Shandor. Crossing the streams didn't work again, which is like, what the hell? Probably because she wasn't standing in front of the gateway that she was in the first movie. Uh, and yeah, you're like, oh, okay. And here's where the real emotional moment, here's the real, real, real spoiler, comes in, Egon appears. Egon manifests, they digitally recreate Harold Ramis, and it looks great. They don't recreate his voice. They don't use any clips. It's he's a he's a he is a, he's a ghost. He has no voice. He smiles. He interacts with them in that regard. He gets Phoebe up on her feet. They all you know. Eventually, they start shooting that Gozer with the proton packs again. This time, <clears throat> Egon is holding the wand with his granddaughter walks her over to the other three guys, all three of them kind of like individually, like look over and realize like, holy shit, Egon, what the, you know, uh, Vankman plays it cool. He goes, yeah, I thought you might show up here. And then the other two are just like, what? Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't remember his name in this movie. The brother, Mike, stranger things, kid. He finally has like, uh, he's good mechanic, but he's not like a scientist, but he has a good, like, aha, light bulb moment. He has a proton pack too. He's sitting in the gunner seat of the Ecto-1, which made me cry the state it was in. Uh, he sees the, the four of them shooting Gozer, and instead of just piling on, he has a thought. He shoots the capacitors that Egon has built, charges them up, and the traps work, and we have a happy ending, which we weren't expecting. And then Egon, again, it's a silent goodbye because they didn't recreate his voice. Egon has a tearful moment with... Uh, with, with his grandkids, with his daughter, and then he dissipates and he goes off to heaven, which is hilarious because they make the scientist who <laughs> he's a science, he's a straight scientist and then he's a ghostbuster and now he's a ghost and now he's going to heaven. So I'm sure there's, you know, interest, you know, if Egon from the beginning of the first movie probably would have been like, yeah, that's bullshit. But yeah. And I mean, really that's it. They don't necessarily set up a Ghostbusters 4, which is fine. It could happen. It could not happen. I'm okay if it doesn't because we've gotten closure uh, on their story. Granted, we had closure after the second one, but now it's like, you know, everybody wants it. If they ended here, they ended here. Uh, they do, Winston is ver the uh, successful one out of the three. They tell you, Ray's still running his bookshop, and you find out that Winston covers the, the rent behind the, uh, behind the scenes they tell you that uh peter is a science is a professor at some suny maritime suny school uh somewhere upstate new york and uh they don't actually tell you what janine does i don't think but he uh excuse me winston after everything's all said and done he has a moment which i mentioned when i uh talked with steve and sal about how i'd seen the car in person He's looking at the beat up Ecto and he's just like, oh no. He eventually takes the Ecto back. You find out that he uh, owns the firehouse. Uh, spoilers again. They tell you in like passing that the firehouse had been bought by Star and is a Starbucks now, which I was like, oh, when I heard it. Uh, but you see 
It's a high shot. Ecto's driving over the bridge into Manhattan. It pulls into the garage of the firehouse. You find out Winston owns the thing. And then movie ends with, you see in the basement, the containment unit, all covered in dust, but the light is blinking. So there could be more to come. It continues there. It, the originals are going to still be involved because it's her granddaughter. It's his granddaughter. She's only a kid, so she still needs help if she continues to do this sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was great. I loved it. I loved every minute of it from the start to the finish to the two after credit scenes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't, uh, I'm going to go see it again. And when I talk with Steve and Sal, I'm sure I can probably have <laughs> a couple more things to say about this. But uh, for now, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I thought it was a ton of fun. It is nostalgia. It's nostalgia in a good way and nostalgia in a great way. It's what it's what the sequel Star Wars series was aiming for. I said it. Come at me in the comments. I'll fight you all day. Till then, Steve, play me out. Everybody, have a good night. Thanks for listening. Take care.